Okay, and we're on. We've been uh, talking about uh, the elements of, of the Spirit as we kind of introduce talking about being spiritual. What does that mean? Before we can know what it means to be spiritual, we kind of have to understand some things about what a spirit is, what a spirit does. And, and we, we introduce this and we'll repeat it that, uh, that we'll never know exactly what a spirit is and we'll never know exactly uh, how to define spiritual things. We're, uh, we are in a physical world and, and unfortunately we're encompassed by, by these things. We talked about this a little bit in class. We're, we're so used to a visible world and, and a physical, tangible elements uh, that we define everything through this so 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 even jesus had a difficulty explaining this to to teachers of the law and and, and so uh, we're going to be looking at a couple things as we talk about elements and things like that uh, i want to talk a little bit about physics uh, and you're going to wonder uh why uh but but we'll get there uh this is a guy by the name of ernest rutherford some of you might know who him uh, who, who he is, and, and this machine he developed about, uh, uh, I think it was him who developed it, about 120 years ago. And uh, this guy, uh, he uh, took, uh, he developed what, what we know as a, an atom. Uh, this is his theory of an atom, uh, what it looks like. No one's ever seen one. Uh, and what he did is he, he took a, I know he's like, what in the world are we, are we talking about this? We'll get there. Uh, just, just hang with me. Uh, he took a, a gold foil that was so thin uh, that they, they said if you touched it, you would, you, would, you would break. I don't know how you hammer something that thin and, uh, and not destroy it, but if you touch it, it won't. But anyway, he did. That was amazing. And, and he fired uh, these particles through it in a, in a particle accelerator. Now, I don't know where you get particles from. I don't know if you like buy those at the grocery stores, like a, get a little jar of particles and and put those in there and, and then shoot them like a gun or something, but that's beyond me. Uh, but what he found is that, that, that most of the particles kind of went straight. Some of them came back, and some, most of them kind of were almost straight, but just veered off a little bit. And so, so from this, they, they get this idea of what an atom kind of looks like, and this is his theory, that, that it was mostly space. Uh, now, kind of that, that, that of maybe not exactly, and, and we all went to school and in science, and this is what we, we kind of were taught, that this is what an atom looks like, and now they say, no, that's probably not what an atom looks like. But, but it's good for a model. It's good for our brain to imagine things, right, that we can't, uh, that we can't figure out. Uh, but, but they said, well, now it's, a, it's probably a little bit more like a, like a cloud, uh, is, is kind of what it is, it's kind of fuzzy throughout there. And, and so that's why all the particles kind of did something, right? Uh, most of them didn't directly hit something. So, so an atom, as, as he theorized, is, is mostly space, or at least not really uh, hard space. Uh, and, and there's a reason that we talk about this. Uh, theoretically, first of all, I should be able to walk through this wall. Uh, and and I, I can't. I'm not going to try it for you this morning. Uh, but but I guess I guess that that means that that Jesus, if if this is true, you know, and these are all theories. Uh, this leads to things called like string theory, and then people say no, that's not true, and there's no such thing as a quark. And I don't want to. It's all above above my pay grade. But uh, 
Now, I suppose if this is true, that, that it's kind of mostly not material, it wouldn't really be hard for the creator of Adams to just kind of rearrange where things are and walk through a wall and say, hey, guys, here I am. I know you locked the door, but here I am. So uh, I, I guess there's that. Um, but the next time you think that a person doesn't have a lot of substance, you're right. So they're mostly not substance. Why are we discussing physics? Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16 through 18, we've been here for a couple of weeks. It says, so we do not lose heart, though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all, com- all comparison, as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Uh, so, so spirituality is going to, to, to look at the same way. We've been talking about uh, the elements of, uh, of spirituality or of the spirit. And we're going to look at another one. We're going to look at the, the element of reality. And, and here in this, he defines that uh, what uh, an element of the spirit is that, or spiritual things, is that it is what is really real. We are used to things, and, 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 and we think we have a grasp on what things are and what we look at. And when you start boiling it down, it appears that things are not what they seem. Like, uh, that wall looks pretty solid to me. But apparently it's mostly not a wall. Mostly some kind of space or cloudish material. And it seems pretty solid. I'm going to go over and touch it. I won't touch that. Don't touch that. Uh, but, 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 that's substance. God says, no, not really. It looks like substance. It feels like substance, but it's not. It's not real. It's transient. So, for for those who were in the adult class last week, this is kind of the the part of the text that we were in Second Corinthians. So, some of this is going to to sound a little familiar. I tried not to. To get too close, uh, leave some material for myself here. But I want to talk about the nature of a spirit. First of all, uh, it is a universal concept. It is interesting. For something that we cannot see, for something that we cannot define, every culture has had a concept of a spirit. And we all use different words and, 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 and different ways to describe it. But we've all had this concept. That means there's something to it. There's something real to the spirit. Now, every, every language and every culture tries to wrap their brain unsuccessfully around a spirit. And what it is. The Greeks and the Hebrews used the word breath or air to, to, try to, to try to put this in their mind. I can, okay, there's something, something there, but I can't see it. And it, it's kind of like breath. And in Jesus even relied on that, that illustration. He says the spirit's like wind. It, you don't see it, but, but you see the effects of it, right? And so... Uh, so that was their concept. Uh, I find it's, in, it's interesting uh, that, uh, that you can go down and buy some spirits. 
You can do that. Right? Where does that come from? There's, there's, there's something in us. And if you drink this stuff, or at least enough of it, it's going to change kind of the way it makes you act. And, and it's going to change your character, isn't it? There's some kind of spirit in you. And that's, that's where it comes from, by the way. That, that's the connection, that, that, that English connection. That, don't blame me for that. I know where I live. Right, so so uh, that, that, that's a, a couple centuries of, of, of English observation. Right, every, every culture wraps their brain around the concept of spirit differently. But <clears throat> they are physically real. I use that in quotes. Not physical in the sense that, that we are uh, physical. But, but I guess I, I don't know that either. You can... You can Think something a lot, and then and then come across an idea. It's like I haven't thought about that. Came, did that this morning in in adult class. Like I've never thought of it that way. I'm gonna have to ruminate over that. So so maybe it's physical in the sense that we can just not observe it. I, I've never been able to put my hand on wind. It is physically real. No one denies the existence of air. No, no, we don't argue. Air doesn't exist. We're the, we're the non-air people. And we, we talk about whether our understanding of things are real. Are, are there... I've never seen an atom. I, I don't know how they know that they fired this thing and it hit. I don't know how they did that. <coughs> I've never seen the particle store. I don't, I don't know where they buy those. Where do they get those? I don't even know what a quark. Like I said, they don't, a quark. Oh, and, and, and people with lots of papers. They don't, and, then, and then people say, I don't think they exist. Oh, yeah. Maybe we should get together and figure out what this stuff is before we go, you know, basing our world on this science. But there's something there. Discovery is thinking larger. That's what discovery is. It's allowing your brain to, to think beyond what you've been taught. And, and, and like, this is everything there is. Right? So, so at one time, uh, there, there's a group of people in India. They thought everything was made out of four elements. Uh, earth, wind, earth, wind, fire, and water. Or something like that. Uh, and so they, uh, three of them got together and formed a band. I don't know. So, if there was a physical element to a spirit that we couldn't observe, then wouldn't that theoretically be possible to be in me? I mean, there's a lot of space in me for a physical thing that I can't see to be in me. Just saying. I'm not saying that I know this to be true, but it'd be just as possible for that to be physically real as it would be for Jesus Christ to physically walk through a wall. Just as possible. There's a lot of unoccupied space in me. The Spirit is real. And I want to talk about... uh, well, before we move on, it says, That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, 
You must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from, where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. So, so Jesus addressed the Holy Spirit as a very real entity, physical in some sense, not necessarily the sense that I'm used to. So I want to talk about a concept of physical and, and spiritual a little bit. Spiritual <clears throat> is more real, first of all, he says, than what is observable. Now, how can something with physical properties that I can touch not be that real? Well, we talked a little bit about the physics of it. But uh, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 15 um, gives us, uh, where did that go? Oh, I'm not here yet. Okay. He says, we look at the things that, that are seen, but rather to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Uh, and so, so he, this is, this is the, the main point of, of where I want to get to. This, this contrast of, of what I observe and, and this, this world that I've been raised in and this mindset that I have that, that what I see is real. God says, no, it ain't. Not really. There is something more real than, than what you perceive is real. And this is, goes against everything uh, that, that I think. First uh, Corinthians chapter 15 Verse 39 uh, through 44, we're going to skip some of the material so it fits on the page here. He says, Not all flesh is the same. There's one kind of humans, one for animals, another of birds, and another of fish. They are heavenly bodies. There's earthly bodies. But the glory of the heavenly is one kind, and the glory of the earthly is of another. So it is with the resurrection of the dead. What is sown is perishable. What is raised is imperishable. It's sown in the dishonor. It is raised in glory. It's sown in weakness. It's raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, there is a spiritual body. And I want you to, to draw your attention to what is not here. He does not contrast physical and spiritual. Those two are not the opposites. There, there's nowhere that he says we don't have a physical body in heaven. In fact, he says we have a body. It's a spiritual body, but it's a body. We're not going to be wisps of nothingness floating throughout eternity. I kind of used to have that idea because I'm used to the contrast. And I've been raised with the contrast that the physical is opposite of the spiritual. And that's not what he contrasts. I want to look very close at what he contrasts because he chooses two words. And in understanding as best as we can the spirit, we're going to understand what is spiritual. And I've been trying to, to, to make those connections. There are two things uh, that, that he defines the Spirit through, um, technically through what it's not. He draws the contrast between what is natural and what is spiritual. The Spirit is unnatural. Now, when you say it's unnatural, we, that tends to have a negative connotation. Oh, that's unnatural, right? But, but just in the simple sense of what it means to be natural. Uh, when you hear the phrase, do what is natural, does that ever end good? Right? We have a daughter at camp. She's not doing this 
for the next couple of weeks, she's not doing what comes natural to her. Right? So, so we ended school about a month or so ago, and, uh, and they were used to getting up pretty early in the morning. Uh, and then summer hit. And I, I see her kind of come out, she's like, it's one in the afternoon, but this is natural. This is a, a, a human being in the natural state. And she's at camp, so she's, uh, she's camp staff, so she's got to get up earlier than she likes. She's not allowed to do what is natural. Doing what comes natural is never really a good idea, and yet people seem to, to recommend this lifestyle a lot to say, no, just do what comes natural. No, that is a bad idea. And people instantly, I think, at least when it comes to other people, recognize that that's not really a formula for success. There's no discipline in doing what's natural. There's no training. There's no anything. Things break down when we do what's natural. So the spirit is unnatural. That's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. The spirit says, <clears throat> I operate on, fun- on principles that don't function the way your visible things and your, your temporary things. This, this, this physical world that you like, I don't operate on those things. I operate by a better set of principles. So to be spiritual is to operate on unnatural principles. Let me give you an example. I'm going to take off my glasses for this experiment. Now, we're going to do an experiment here. We just did a series called The Letters, The Black Letters, right? So we're going to look at red letters today. I'm just going to start in Matthew. I'm going to just, just, I haven't, I practiced this a little bit, but uh, just, I took off my glasses for a reason. I have no idea what I'm reading. I can barely see the titles here. So trust me, I'm going to put one thumb in Matthew, and I'm going to turn to, to John here with my th- other thumb here. And I'm just going to look for a random word in red here, and we'll read whatever the, the lesson is that Jesus is, is uh, trying to get across here. And we'll see if it's natural. Right? Uh, wow, a page with no red letters. That's amazing. All right, here we go. I'm, I'm going to have to put on my glasses just a second. We'll see what I'm reading. Oh, look at this one. Okay. He says, Another one came saying, Master, here's your mina for which I have kept and put away in a handkerchief. For I feared you because you are an austere man. You collect uh, what you did not deposit and you reap where you do not sow. That is not natural. Right? Anybody do farming or are connected with farming in your life? Right? No? No one in here. Okay. Have you ever known someone that, that got a big crop and they're like, I didn't plant seeds this year? It's amazing. That is not natural. I could do this again and again. Christ taught things that were not natural. (coughs) Spiritual ideas are not natural. They don't go by the the ways that we're supposed to. And people constantly throughout Jesus' ministry were trying to make him exist and live in in a way that was natural. This is, I can't exist in a natural world like that. It doesn't work. 
My ministry can't work according to these principles. And so a spirit is unnatural. You can think of any words. Think think of any of the concepts that Jesus taught to put others first. What? I mean, the English phrase, the, the English language has a phrase, number one. But that's natural. Look out for number one. That's natural. Seek first the kingdom. What? No. I've got a job. I've got my schooling. I've just got my family. So he's at, at, at the best, it's fourth. I can probably throw in a couple of other things. That's not natural. The spirit is unnatural. So being spiritual is not going to come naturally. And it is eternal. So it is with the resurrection of the dead. What is sown is perishable. What is raised is imperishable. A spirit is eternal. Genesis 1.27 says that God made man in his image. He wasn't talking about the atoms and the quarks. I don't think. But it is the spiritual nature. The part of us that, that we can't see. That animated mankind. He was, he was there. All of his quarks were sitting there on the beach. And God says, it's not doing anything yet. So, so I'm going to bring it to life. And he breathed breath into man. And this is why Paul wrote that the inward man can be renewed day by day, and yet outwardly it's declining because they, they operate on, on different sets of principles. One is natural, one is unnatural, one is eternal, and one is only temporary. So how then do we define what is spiritual by this? If this is what a spirit is, then those things that correspond to what will be eternal will be spiritual. That's how you define it. Am I, am I doing things that correspond to my eternal existence? That will be spiritual. Forget being eternal. Your emotions tend to vary multiple times within a, a single day, an afternoon. You can be having the best day ever. And then something happens. What happened? <laughs> oh, you were living naturally. And it was a thing that happened. It was based on physical things. And it was all exciting. It was great. And, and then something else happened. And immediately, my emotional state went boom. So physical. It, it all had to do with something physical that I could see. That, but when there's, when there's substance, when there's something of genuine substance that, that stays with us. And you will find that those things of genuine substance are almost, that I can think of, 
things that you don't see. Isn't that interesting? The things that last are the things that you do not see. And so this is a signal for us not to pour our energy into trying to create positive emotions. Because we pour our energy and our effort and our time into temporary things by definition. What things, what natural temporary things do we cling to as real? Probably the number one is money. That seems tangible. I talked with my financial guy about a month ago and found that last year was not so good to me. I, I don't check the numbers in my, in my, for that exact reason. I check them about once a year when, when he invites me into his office and says, we need to talk about this year. And that's when I look at him. I'm like, it's depressing otherwise. Or I'm excited and then, boom, there we are after 10 minutes. And like, right? Now, I, I didn't do anything with those numbers. I just sat there and just, and numbers changed. I don't know why they changed. It just changed. It's like, it was here. It's there. Temporary. We have a phrase, real estate. Oh, it's real. Hmm? I, I looked at the, my, my block that I grew up on, has a, my house is like the only one left original. And that's, even that has been remodeled. I've, I've watched like multiple houses burn down on my block. Right? Not so real. It was real, till it wasn't. It was real hot. I watched my neighbor's house burn down. Somehow, a house with an alley less distance than these two walls. That mine didn't get touched, but uh, like, wow, that, that was my friend's house. And we both lived on third floors. We used to like have water fights from his window to my window. It's like gone, up in smoke, literally. Not so real. It says, don't lay up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal. Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth or rust destroy, where thieves don't break in and steal, where your treasure is. There your heart will be also. These are where the things are eternal. The things that can be placed there are eternal. They're not natural. And, and storing up somewhere where I can't see or, or get an ATM card and pull it out, that's not natural. It doesn't come natural to do that. But where I invest, that tells me where my heart is. All these things are, are temporary, but we often place the highest value 
on these things. It says, where's your treasure? Now, he didn't say, there's nowhere in here that this verse does not say you can't have a bank account. Don't store up. That's not what he's saying. The concept that he's trying to get across, I believe, is not to place your value. This is precisely why I don't look at it. I'm not attached to it. Like I'll find one year it went up and came down by, by, between the times I checked. I'm like, oh, okay, so, so I guess I where I'm at. I was. <laughs> Try not to get caught up in those numbers. Because it's going to come a day where those numbers don't mean anything, where they're all going to be gone. They are not spiritual. It can be anything. We can, we can do anything. And put anything in that place. It's not just money. We can do that with family. My kids' success in this. So many things that seem important to us at the time. It's natural for us to place importance, but that's not spiritual. Spiritual is what is eternal. I'm going to leave you with, with a thought here. <clears throat> the problem here someone didn't understand leverage, physics. It's amazing how many pictures like this there are on the internet. Wow, I can, I, I can I store all this stuff. I got, it's great, there's room. Never ask a woman to pack when you're moving. Just true story. This is, this is how women pack. They're like, I've got a big box. I can put a lot of books in here. <laughs> can you take this out of the it's a big space. I pack a lot of stuff in here. And, and this is the way we think. I'm going to pack a lot of stuff here. I can really pack a lot. And we pack a lot of stuff here. We do not understand leverage. So the proper way to leverage things. Here we are. We've got all this temporary stuff. And God says, and he told his disciples this. He said, you can leverage the physical things here into something spiritual. Did you know you can do that? Isn't that amazing? He, he talked about people who were faithful with unrighteous mammon. He's like, you can leverage something temporary and get something eternal out of it. That's an amazing change of form from one it's a, a form of energy changing from one kind to another. And God says, I can do this. You can take your money. And we did this this morning. I can take your money, physical money, coins and all that stuff. And I, I can tr- transition this into something eternal. And educate people in the scriptures. And here's something eternal. Just like that. Isn't that amazing? That God can do that. 
all of the things that we think are so important, we labor for simply to have and collect. And God says, no, close, but not quite. You've got to think unnaturally. Think of how I can take what is so important to me and leverage those things for the kingdom. Because it's really the kingdom that I'm seeking. And God says, these are just a means to something. These are temporary. And in, in taking the temporary, the natural, the tangible, the physical things that, that are so important to us, and, and trying to say, I'm going to produce something eternal with this, if I can possibly do that, or if God can possibly do that, that is maybe not a definition of spirituality, but it's an indication of spirituality.